As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Studio Magoots. What's up, dude? Studio Magoots, we are in our new studio. You would think that we went and bought a whole new studio? No. Steel just had another room that we could go to. <laughs> this is my... Third room. This is my back room. This is, like, where I hibernate i got like a wood fire stove it's a very cozy vibe back here it is but we used to have this gigantic sectional that was from my old house and it was a great couch but it took up so much space and then our coffee table is a great coffee table but it was massive it's like one of those farm door johns yep so it just wasn't a very functional room and devs down the shore and i've got a lot of time on my hands here i was like you know what it's time. It's time to turn us in to Studi Bros. And so, we're gonna, as you can see, we've got a couple of things in here. And by see, I mean YouTube. That's you can YouTube. see a couple of things over here. Uh, Should we go through great. it? Nah, nah. We'll do, do that on like a reveal at some point. Okay. Yeah, I do have to just point out the chips because you didn't even understand it. I thought it was a cool idea. It, there's a hers competition going on in Philadelphia for like the Philly flavored chip. So one is a tomato pie chip, which is Corpoli's. And the other one is a roast pork chip, which is John's roast pork, which is actually the original Philly sandwich before the cheesesteak. I love that you looked at me when you said Corpolis because you I had to make to sure say I said that it right. wrong. I say Coropolis for a very long time, but yeah. Dev's given me enough shit for it that I've corrected myself. Greek. Um, I think they somebody already won. I thought it was the tomato pie. Oh, was it? Competition's over. We'll have to look oh, into so that. Oh, so you're telling me those roast pork ones are limited to dish? I think they are. I honestly thought that you were collecting them, and I'm like, are they gonna like hold value? Maybe. Oh, you, you thought know, I was actually worth something? I don't know, but we have them. Could be. Yeah, I'm now we not got gonna them. eat those. So now we got them. But I actually have a bone to pick, and my bone to pick is with the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh boy. Okay. They had influencer night last night, and we didn't get invited. And it was I was going through the stories. There were people that had podcasts. There were people that were just online influencers. All of them are like in our realm or below our realm. I love. <laughs> we fucking talk about the and this is going back. I think it's the goddamn review that we got where whoever said you guys got to give the Phillies a little bit more love. People don't realize last year during the World Series we talked about the Phillies every single episode at nausea to the point that we had people in different cities that don't even watch sports rooting for the Phillies. Yeah. We've done more for the Philadelphia Phillies than anybody else has done. YouTube. Philly stuff in here. World Series 2022 yeah. in the cabinet. It's horseshit. So yeah. I'm going to call to action to our fans. Go after the Phillies for not inviting us. These people got uh, customized jerseys. What? That said their name on the back. We wow. could have had, one of us could have wore Brav, the other one bros, and we just stand next to each other. Would have been perfect. I think we got to really start lobbying for next season. Yeah, we got hosed. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Absolutely I, hosed. I do love your phrasing. There's people that are below us. They're beneath us. And beneath they got us. Yeah. <laughs> Go Braves. Fuck. I'm just kidding. Get out. I'm just kidding. We're done. This is it's over. It's just a goof. It's not a goof, a goof when we're pushing towards October right now. You need to know your time and place, sir. Goof. I don't care for it. They need to know their time and place. Look, you can't come into the studio, bro, and get yeah. all kind negative of energy. Like, nah, do not, not on that. That couch just screams positive energy. You so. know what I bring to the table? Negative, negative energy. energy. Yeah, you're a fucking walking <laughs> bummer. <laughs> but 
We've had a wild week, actually. I haven't gotten to say that in a while. Um, but with all the the Bethany Frankel shit going on and our interview with, or sorry, our live with Zach, we've gotten a lot of feedback through TikTok. We've had a big week. The bros jumped the charts, which it was really funny. At first, I didn't realize that Bethany had three podcasts until Zach told us. I knew <laughs> yeah. she had two. She's got three of them, and one I didn't of them know she had any. She got. I also three. don't give a shit. She's got unfriended, un, no, <laughs> unfluenced. Yeah, unfriended, unfluenced rewives, and just be. So she got three. We were ranked thirty second. She was thirty first with uh, unfluenced. We've overtaken unfluenced. We're above her now. But I so did. She's beneath us. She's beneath us. Okay, right. uh, her podcast is at Shout least. Shout out Phillies. And woo! But um, I screenshot us next to Bethany. I'm going to post it at some point. It's like just kind of, it kind of sums up what the last week has been. But let's jump right into our power rankings for the week. And uh, actually, you know, before we do that, I just have to say thank you to all of our listeners, all the responses that I got uh, when I shared my story. I didn't have a chance to say this on our last episode because we've been dealing with Frank Hell, but the response was amazing. Uh, it's overwhelming, honestly, in a very positive way. A lot of people reached out with their stories. A lot of people have reached out and said how my story has either helped them or resonated with them. I can't thank everybody enough. That was the most special milestone I've had, I think, in my sobriety, other than maybe my first year, just because of the significance. But thank you, guys. Um, I'm speechless. I'm really speechless, and I love you all. And I'm going to stop because I have cried enough this past weekend. I don't want to cry anymore. But uh, power rankings. Power rankings <laughs> it is. And also, Steele is not wearing a medal oh. for his five years of sobriety. He's wearing a medal for... Softball? Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, heyday champions. For those of you on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing a medal. That's actually really funny. This is not my five-year sobriety chip. <laughs> this is my heyday softball champions medal. Co-ed softball Sundays. Philly Gaines team. We are the best. The Philly Gaines team? Oh, my God. My team. First of all, I love my team. It's like a very good crew. And a few of them are also in recovery. And I've just gotten along with a lot of them. I've cooked... I cook food for some of them yeah. uh, in bulk every week because they're all bodybuilders. So when my team shows up to the field, <laughs> it's fucking comical because it's like the biggest human beings you've ever seen, like five or six of them, me, two girls, and then some randos that come and go. But my team literally walks up and they look like they're carrying suitcases. They're not. They're just so gigantic and they're like actual competitive bodybuilders. And it's the Philly Seems games. unfair. Team. Uh, that's what's a little sucks, unfair. But see, this is what bugs me about slow pitch softball is one, I was a professional athlete, so I do not have a 60%. When I go play softball, I act like I'm back in front of a crowd and I go way too hard and I injure myself every week. This happens every Sunday. It takes me two or three days to be able to walk again. Totally worth it. The other thing, when I lose to a team of like 12 people that look like you, it really bugs me. It really pisses me off because I don't like losing <laughs> to a bunch of NARPs. And we do. We have some innings where we just shit the bed and we lose to a bunch of NARPs. I don't think you're a NARP. I know you're athletic. I just wanted to use you as a reference. That's fair. But also, my first thought was, is this a home run league? And if it's not, then you guys are severely, our, I guess, Yeah, our cardio is not great. Our yeah, cardio is not say. great. Uh, but no, you can hit home runs. But enough about my softball championship 
uh, metal. Thank you so much. Power rankings, baby. Power rankings. Power rankings. Which, which show is going to get this bad boy this week? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got one final week to bid farewell to Crappy oh, Lake. Yes. Got to put it at number one. Yeah. There's just no other way around it. And it's not to say that the other shows are lacking. That was a solid all. week, actually. It's just that Crappy was better than everything else. And it has been. It, yeah. Consistently. I agree. I agree. You got to keep going, though. Oh, yeah. Right, sure. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, and then I'm going to throw Atlanta and New York have kind of been jockeying back and forth. Uh, I still have New York a little bit ahead of Atlanta. Uh, I think that Atlanta is going to end well. I think that the end of the season is going to be really good. I think there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of stuff based off of Kenya's interview that we she was with Carlos King earlier this week. So there's a lot of stuff coming out from there. So it seems like there's a tumultuous end of the season and we don't really know where we are. So I think that that's going to be good. Hopefully, New York continues to just kind of trudge along and pick up some viewers along the way. Uh, OC, I don't even remember watching OC. This well, is like it was a week off last week. Well, I know, but I don't remember what happened before then. I don't. It, it just doesn't stay with me. I, I'm not invested in it at all, and it's it, this is just a weekly occurrence now for me. Just putting them way down there. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Is it? It's next to impossible for me to get invested in that show. Mm -hmm. I've tried. I've tried to pay attention. I've tried to give them like all the benefit of the doubt. But as far as like giving a shit, I really cannot. I really don't. And every time I try to to kind of dive in or I start to buy into it, then Tamara does some shit. And I'm like, oh, I hate it. I hate. I hate all of it. So my power rankings are as follows: Crappy Lake number one because out of respect, they did a great job. I love the sign on the way out. We'll talk about it in a minute. Two for me is Roni. I I love it. I really do love this franchise, and maybe that's biased because I like that we're ringing it in a little bit. And three is Atlanta, but it is close. And then 15 is OC. Okay. So OC actually moved up in your rankings. I think they were From last week, they were, no, they were 26 last week. So, All right. Well, uh, they've and moved you know up what? Slightly. They moved up on a bye week. They did. <laughs> love that. So at least they didn't lose the bye week. Like that's the joke we make about the Cowboys every yeah. time. It's like, oh, yeah, Cowboys won our bye week. Actually, they lost against the bye week. Yeah, they do every year. But, yep. uh, yeah, good for OC for uh, moving up, I guess. But let's dive right in. We're going to start out with a little farewell to our ladies of crappy. But that takes us to Crappy Lake, and I thought that we were going to get more performances. Yeah. To the point that I have the ones that they did show um, – I rated them out of okay. 10. So I, I felt that I was the That's judge. Let's it to the next level. I'm proud of you for well, that. Well, I feel like we were the judges, and then like they skipped through the ones I wanted to see. The dude that was so stoked to play his guitar, he gets cut out. I know. The other guy that wanted to play the guitar, he gets guy. cut out. Like The ones we saw were underwhelming, but we'll get to the scores. But um, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was a touching farewell. It was yeah. what we've been talking about, and maybe this is kind of how it goes when we watch these shows analytically and we kind of pay attention to a lot more than maybe the average viewer because we're really just there to enjoy it. We're just there to kind of get through. It's just something you throw on TV, but we're actually really watching it. So we've been talking about this pretty much the entire season about how these townspeople have come around to them. Yeah. And that was the key to this entire episode. So I, it probably didn't hit as hard than it would have if we weren't really paying attention to that. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I, I, I think that like... was like the, that was the symbolism for the entire episode was look at all these like hard towns, people in the Midwest 
how they came around to these two women that they thought were posh coming from New York and they didn't know anything about anything. Well, they are posh. You watch Craig fucking cry. He's cried multiple I times. I know. Poor guy. Um, I love Craig. Craig's I love a Craig sweetheart. Too. I think that he embodies what the town is. Yes. A little I, bit I rough. You know, a little bit tough, a little bit rough, but in, in the middle there, deep down, there's a big old heart. There's a big old heart on a Craig. Big... What? You heard what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's got a big old heart on. Yep. Uh, but let's get to the show. Um, Paula comes back. Paula Abdul liked a tweet that we were mentioned in. She did. What the fuck? Full she circle. Did. It Who was that thought? was the same tweet. Oh, and also there was a follow up. I know it's not Rosenthorn Week, but there was a follow up from the guy who commented and said, "Oh man, I the bros broke up. I don't even like them at all." What happened? Uh, the, he yeah. went in and he put another tweet out there saying, "I didn't really. I couldn't put myself through an hour of listening to them. Yeah, like fuck the off, fuck? dude." Fuck you, bro. And um, well, now we're giving him more airtime. You <laughs> don't give a shit. <laughs> and so he relied, I guess, on one of his friends who does listen to us to go give him the timestamp of when we mentioned it. He's like, I guess I was mentioned as like a thorn. Wow, I've really made it. It's like, nah, dude, you haven't made it. You didn't make shit, buddy. But whatever. But he was um, talking about. But yeah, it so Paula, Paula liked one of those. Not his tweet. She liked one of the tweets that was satirical, talking about how we had broken up. Yeah, uh, love that. Love we got a little Paula. But the show starts, and the cue cards, just the fact that they had cue cards was so funny. Yeah. I love that on the back of the cue cards was a big X of what they had written originally. You couldn't have covered that up. Like, the audience is going to sit there and read that the whole time. Yes, absolutely. I was trying to read it. Like, the brief moment that they showed it, I kept trying to read what was on there. But I don't think you need cue cards for it. I Again, I appreciate... I think some was cut out. They probably said a lot more. They had to have for a cue card. Yeah. But I do, like, it's this weird middle ground. I appreciate that Luann's so invested, but at the same time, like, it stresses me out. Like, when the mic, it, the anthem singer doesn't have the Oh, mic, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, that, like, yeah. panicking. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's a talent show for Benton. Like, but at the same time, I don't know. It's, whatever. That does it's no, not the, important. The, so, the national anthem singer without a mic stressed me out. Not well, Luann. It was stressful, but I don't know. Let's go through. So, anthem with no mic. Um, I gave a 6 out of 10. I was a tough critic. Yeah. I gave six yeah. out of 10 for that one. Yeah. Uh, the next one was the drummers. They got a six and a half. For creativity? They got a, a half a point for creativity. Yeah. That's but, it? Yeah, because like I've seen that before. Banging on a trash can. Is that Doug? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're still a 6.5 though. Damn. Uh, Megamix. Megamix was originally a five out of 10. I gave them a six out of 10 because they're children. I felt bad. But I thought that the, <laughs> the dance routines... <laughs> <laughs> this is wild this is like this is probably what you feel when i talk all the time like this is brutal keep going i was a tough critic <laughs> carolyn williams gets a seven out of ten because i like the old-timey piano i thought it was random as hell and the fact that she's 80 something she automatically gets a higher score okay and then the final one was uh the benton song was a four out of ten yeah <laughs> so okay. I, I would agree with that one that's that probably the only one that i agree with uh the trash cans i'm gonna give a seven and a half the old Why lady playing seven? the piano. Why did they get an extra point? Because it was creative. Not really. Wasn't that bad? You just sang Banging on a Trash Can, which is from Doug in the 90s. Okay. That's not original. That's it not was creative. Cool. Okay. You're that you're the guy that walks downtown in Philly and there's one guy playing like a PVC pipe and you stand there for like 20 minutes. Without a doubt. <laughs> a thousand percent that is me, and I will give him money. Oh, I go because I, they're great. I will always give them money. Yep. 
But I don't like, and I think it's cool. I can't do it. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not like in a rush. You know, it's just nice to not be in a rush. You're walking around the city. It's nice out if it's a nice, cool night. I... Waiting for your friends to get somewhere because I usually get places before they get there because all of our friends are notoriously late. You Myself as well. Included, yeah. No, and I, I will not be in a rush. I'll be walking around. Yeah, there's a dude playing on a PVC pipe. I'm going to stop by and say hello. I'll Check give him some money. Every once in a while, I'll stop and listen. I think it's cool. I, you're going to make me sound like I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's like a bad thing. I'm just not. I stand by six and a half out of ten. Okay. Keep going. Mega mix. Uh, no, that, that was the only one that I wanted to correct. Everything else is fine, I guess. I know that's passive aggressive. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the only other thing really to talk about is like the sign off when they're leaving the town. And you know me. Of course, I got fucking choked you fucking up. <laughs> no, but I was God. really close. I was so, like, way closer than I should have been. Because when they pull out, it's so sweet. Like, they had no clue they were going to be there. Genuinely, I think they were surprised that they were standing there with signs. I ha- what did that- Why did they drive there? I think, so I thought about that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Why are they driving? Either they were produced and they knew it was going to happen. Or two, I thought maybe they're taking the car to the airport. Maybe it's a rental and they're returning it. They pulled into a parking spot out front of the... Yeah, and got out. But then they got back in the car and drove out of town. Yeah, they did. The, I Don't mean, take but they away were, from the moment. They were going there for... They knew that... Don't these take are away smart from the women. moment. I'm not taking away from the moment. I'm just saying the idea that they Sonya didn't know cried. it was going to happen. Sonia sobbed in Luann's arms. Would have cried either way, probably. Yeah, that's true. But it was a You cried scene. into your dog's arms. I cry too much. We've talked about this, but... <laughs> It was. It was a touching scene. Craig gets teary-eyed again when he's talking about him, and it goes through the townsfolk, and everyone's talking about how, obviously, the initial impression of these women when they got out of the car, or sorry, the private jet, is one thing. And then, fast forward, I think it's a credit to Sonia and Luann. I'm not sure that any other Housewives duo could have pulled this off as successfully, as genuinely, and as heartfelt as these two did. I am sure that there, there is no other duo that could have done that. There really isn't. Like I, I just don't like, and I, it's funny because I thought that too as we were kind of signing off on the whole show. I was thinking the exact same thing. There's no way that there's another housewife duo that could have done this. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What could this show look like moving forward? I think that you need another season still of them. I guess I'm okay if they go to Benton. I did like that Sonia was talking to, I forget who it was, but she was talking to one of the women from Benton about the playground, and she you said, "Come around to Benton, like coming back." To I've Benton? I've come around to coming back oh, to Benton, yeah, because only because this one moment kind of resonated with me, where Sonia was talking to the woman about the playground, and she said, "I'll give you a call in a couple of weeks. Uh, we can do like this, this, and this for the playground." So they still are invested in I like it. That. You know, maybe it was a throwaway line. Maybe it was just nice, but it seemed really I genuine. So. I really don't think it was. Yeah. I th- I think that it's genuine. I think there's follow up there. Um, you know what I think sealed them. What's that? To like be like, fuck yeah, we'll go back. When they pull it out of town and they are the first thing you see when you drive into Benton. Yeah. Or it says Benton, like there's no place better. Look, I know that a lot of people took umbrage with me talking about Benton being like a destination for Bravo fans to go to. No, to you, were right. you were right. I, I don't think that I'm 100% no, no, right. No, 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 you already are right. Like Benton, I forget, Dev read an article about tourism in Benton. Blew up. Fucking idiots. I told you I was right. (laughs) I knew I was right. You're all idiots. I'm always right. I was, well, well, well. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, no, it it turned out. I think I got to get on Zach too because I said something to Zach and Zach's like, no way would they go to Benton. Like, no, you're wrong, Zach. Yeah, no, people did. They showed up to Benton. I think that it actually did pump a lot of life into the town. And I think that's why, yeah, I'll go back. I've wanted to go back for a while. 
with that being said, now that we know that there's tourism going back to Benton, I actually change change it again. Go to a different town because I was thinking about this at the end of the episode. You know, is it would be really hard to capture that lightning in a bottle once again with a different town because you don't know if that that those town people are going to come back to them. And I think that it would still be really good TV to have her have both of them go back to Benton to see these relationships pop back up again. I think that would be really nice. I think that would work. But if this happens, there's going to be other small towns that maybe other Bravo producers work at. Maybe they know about. Maybe it's this or that or whatever. They're going to want a piece of this. Like, I they're wonder gonna if it. other towns are lobbying for it. Like, Do you think that they've contacted I don't, Bravo? I don't know if it's going that far, but I could see other people that work for Bravo or like Bravo adjacent that are thinking, oh, my aunt lives in this place in Iowa and they're really struggling after COVID. They're an accepting townspeople. Maybe they could be the next town that you go to like they, they might have honestly the work cut out for them the next couple of i guess couple of months to try to figure this out well i'm i'm excited to see where the show goes i think that they like you said very well it's lightning in a bottle they it worked they did it like the show fucking worked yep. it was great did you catch Even, any clues at the end as to what they might do no i didn't catch anything. no i didn't catch anything Nothing. there was no clip there was also no like definitive goodbye no, and I told you, again, like, when I saw and heard, like, on the season finale of Crappy Lake, I was like, right. oh, shit, okay, hold on. Like, I think that that is the only inkling yeah. of foreshadowing that I got. Yeah, there was no send-off from Bravo, and there was no indication from either Sonya or Luann that, one, they'd be coming back, two, they're going to be back for a second season somewhere else or anything like that, but they also didn't say, this was really fun, I'm so happy. I mean, they did say that, sort of. But they didn't say, like, I'm so happy this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience or anything like that that's kind of definitive that ends it. I don't think so. And look, here's the other part. Here's the other part. You also have to see it from a former housewife standpoint because they got Roni legacy, but Roni is rebooted. There's no room for them in the Roni reboot. I actually am curious if they'll start to work some of the OGs into next season. I think it's a dangerous game to play before Uh, these women are established to do that. But from a standpoint of they do not have a show to return to, you know that Sonya and Luann are going to push for another season because they want to be on Bravo. I wonder how that worked, too, because they're doing... I mean, that's going to be airing soon, the Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah, yeah, so they already announced it. when did they film Benton? And then there's got to be some sort of overlap. Or did it's they hard much to just go say. Right to, I know, because they, they swapped the Look. Ultimate Girls Trips because of Caroline Manzo and Brandy Glanville. So I don't know, and we already don't know timelines. We're notoriously well. Bad no, this at is this is the best thing ever. I was on Twitter the other day, and I forget if it was. I think it, it was one of the more prominent Bravo pages on Twitter and Instagram, and they said we don't know which trailer we're going to get next, and then lined up six shows. So nobody knows. It's the best. Okay. Well, that that makes we're not, me feel we're not entirely wrong. It makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. But not great. Uh, but. Final farewell, Crappy Lake. You were exactly what we needed at exactly the right time. It was the little bit of light at a very dark tunnel that we've been in with a lot of very dark Bravo seasons. Agreed. So thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Luann. Thank you, Benton. We love you. We love you. See you soon. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) There's the foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) But that takes us back to Roni, and 
I loved this episode. I think that this was like a quintessential housewives episode. Like there was a party, there was drama. There is a lot more leading towards more drama within the group, which I think we are now at the point. I'm glad they didn't force feed us bullshit drama in the first five episodes. We're on episode six now. And I only know that because I wrote it down. Um, Good job. But I think that's important that we're starting to see it kind of generate organically. And here's why. And you see it with Cy leaving at the end, and we'll get to that eventually. But we have precedence for that move because Cy has commented on Jenna leaving the Hampton house. Now there's a precedent set and Cy went against that. So that's going to lead to some palpable drama because she doesn't have an excuse really. So I'm excited to get there, but let's dive into the beginning of the episode. We're with uh, Jessel and Bryn shopping and we know that Aaron's having a big party. It's her 10 year anniversary, her and Abe. I thought they were renewing their vows. They are actually saying their vows for the first time. Yeah, I think that's pretty wild. But I also think that like, This was kind of like how you said this is a quintessential Housewives episode. I think it's important, especially early in these seasons, they are called Housewives. We're getting to know the husbands a little bit more. I like that. I I like that a lot. I I don't don't know if that's coming from just like the male perspective, and that's kind of where we are with that, but I really enjoyed that. What's the audience think? You guys Yeah, we're going to have to hear from the audience on that one because... I like it. I I, I liked it a lot. I, I, I think it's also important that we like the husbands. I do Between too. Between Abe, David, and Pavitt, we got pretty much everybody across the board, and I like all three of them. Well, here's here's why I think because the and this is going to get deep, but whatever. I think for, again, we talk a lot about generations, and this show is more pointed towards our generation. And in this generation, it's not the old school husband anymore that goes to work and punches the clock and comes home to a warm dinner on the table at his picket fence house and all that shit, which is a good thing. And I think it's important that we want to see these relationships. It's not so much. It's more the relationships, right? Sure. It's the relationship yeah. to make sure that the guy's a cool dude, that, you know, this isn't a shitty situation that, that the housewife is in. We want to see them actually get along with their spouse and see more of a team. It's and, more of a team, but it also gives you a little bit more insight into the housewife. I agree. Based on how her home life is. And when you start off with... Abe and Aaron seem genuinely in love. They've built a whole life together. They have a really good, like, back and forth whenever they talk, whenever yeah. they're talking about really anything. You can see, oh, yeah, we've been together for 12 years. We know what's going on in each other's lives. We and talk all like the time. They like each other a lot. They even bring up the point of being friends. If you weren't friends with your spouse or your significant other, then it's probably not going to go anywhere. You can't just rest on love, blah, 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 whatever. And then we move right from them into David, who is this the first time we're meeting David? I mean, no, no, we no, kind of got him, a glimpse of him in the first episode. We saw him in the first episode, and I liked him then. Because I liked he him, was, but he was only, you know, he was there for... He was there for two minutes, yeah. and in those two minutes, he had some very insightful comments about what was going on within the group. It was very... Oh, was David the one who was on FaceTime? Um, that was Abe, I believe. Abe the babe, yeah. Abe was on FaceTime, but we saw in the first episode, he was commenting on some of the drama within the group. He was commenting on Jessel originally, and that's when he said, like, she's been through a lot. Like, you guys need to understand, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm mixing them all up. That that also wasn't the first episode. That was after the Hamptons. That was, like, the third episode. Okay, well, regardless... That's who I was thinking of, but I didn't realize it was David at the time. But either way, seeing the two of them sit down together, Cy talking to David, David has insight, he's got his own personality, it's completely different from Cy, but it works... That's great to see. 
We're still seeing our man Pavit just get ripped apart Dude, by Jessel. It sucks. It's not fun to watch. It's not cute. It's oh, not look great. Who's on my team now? It's just not like I. If we just left it at that first episode, I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like maybe we're just not going to get a whole lot of their relationship. But it's been every episode now. Know, it's just man. every time, even when she talks about him, it's either belittling. in the confessional or to somebody else, she belittles him. Yeah, she Pavit makes him feel know less anything. Like, he didn't know how to dress, and you need to dress a certain way when you're going to be with me. It's I, like fucking leave him alone. And then he tries to look better, and he gets his eyebrows done. And you said the the terminology, how she speaks about it, like the word choice. That's what bugs me because when she's talking about him getting his eyebrows done. She said, I made him stop doing that. Yeah, I know. Made him stop. Yep. Like, that's fucked. And it sucks because I, just before then, when she was talking about him not wanting to spend money on clothing and this and that and whatever, she says, I feel like I've kind of created a monster and laughed at it. And I'm like, all right, that's okay. Like, that's funny. That whatever. was a funny one. And then she immediately goes into that. And between that and the fucking preschool conversation, Dude. which was even worse, that was like it nails was on so a chalkboard. Bad. I, You can't go through this entire conversation. And by the way, are we... Do you want to get into that right now? Uh, yeah. Do you want to wait a second? Can we just get into that right now? Because we've had questions about Jessel's past. And we yeah. talked about how she seems like she resonates with Bryn and Sai, And she says, you don't know where I came from. I came from nothing. I built this all up. She says that. We don't you, feel that No, way. she says that. And now she's sitting down just going through this preschool talking about how it's $62,000 a year and you could rub shoulders with Tom Cruise. First off, Tom Cruise is not picking up his fucking kids. No He's not going shot. to PTA. Nope. There's no chance in hell. He is fine-tuning his body at 65 years old so that he can jump off cliffs, cliffs in the next Mission Impossible movie or next Top Gun movie. Whatever. Whatever the hell he's doing. The way that she talks about this and this importance and everything... I might get in some hot water, but if you came from nothing, how the fuck would you know that? So here's, I'm, is, is I it, see where is you're it coming that, from. Or is it, I came I'm from nothing and I'm going to I'm spend all this money because money equates to power. Right. So is I, more that, I don't know. And I'm not going to okay. speculate as to did she or did she not come from money because we don't know yet, but that was going to be my counter yeah. was I could also see the exact opposite that, oh, I came from nothing. Now I do have the chance to get into this prestigious school. And even how I'm talking, Jessel will get into the prestigious school. Jessel's not even going to the no, school. She's just going are. and eating wine and cheese. And at I guess my biggest problem with it is the way that Pavitt's talking, it's not crazy. Like the things that he's bringing up, it's 62K for what? To paint yep. and color and draw? Like what are we doing here with this money? And Jessel's response is... We can mix it up with the elites. It's like, that's not what you send your kid to school for. And I'll tell you right now. People do exactly that. I get it. Do. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with it, though. And I think here's the thing. I think if you are $62,000 for preschool wealthy, it's not even a thought. I think that if you have enough money to send your kid to a school like that, you're like, send them, whatever. Yes. If you have to sit down with your husband and your husband's like, this is a really bad idea. Why are we spending this much money? I don't think you're in that range. I think that's a really good way to put that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just tough to kind of differentiate between that because even when Pavit brings. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers and the summer housers. 
And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. These actual reasons as to why maybe he wasn't even saying no we're absolutely not doing this he's just saying let's look at some other options he's saying this is she's dead set on this if i had to speculate as to what went on behind the scenes when the cameras weren't there i would imagine that jessel's mind is completely made up and this is what they're going to do I, i can't see it any other way she obviously just runs everything and she will just run pavit into the ground until he says yes well i mean you even see it like as the conversation is progressing they're filling out the form Right? Yeah, they are. They're filling out the yeah. form. But she doesn't even know. Uh, Socially inept? Come on. That's all. She like, was supposed to. What, what did he say? She was an English she was major, an English too? Major. Like, you don't know what no, socially inept means. Like, everybody knows what socially. I use that phrase a lot for people I know. Like, and also, I feel socially inept. He's a moron. The child is five years old. I know, man. We're talking about being socially inept at five years old. Like, maybe who, just bring him around other kids and see what happens. <laughs> How about that? Just toss him in there. What? He's talking about learning. I love Pavitt's response. And you can tell this is a guy that's just like, he seems tired. He seems exhausted. Yeah. And she's like, they can speak Mandarin. He's like, they can't speak English. Yeah. Like, teaching it, but Mandarin. it's also a really good point. It is a great point. Yeah. But she's just not hearing reasonable. any of the points. We're hearing the points. We're hearing the points. And look, is it 62K per kid? Yes. You're going to spend $120,000, sorry, $134,000. No, Unless they've been misleading us on that one, because they do have twins. Unless they're only sending the one dis- there. Or maybe the other one really is socially <laughs> You get a 10% discount when you have twins. Yeah, maybe it's 31. It, I don't know. It, I'm assuming it's 62, because that's the number that they've been grilling into our brains for the last two weeks. That's so. outrageous. Don't do it. But... <laughs> School starts in like a week, so yeah. I don't know if we can oh, get to it quickly goodness. enough. Um but let's just move on from there and we get to Sai and she's with David. And to your point earlier, we get a chance to meet one of the husbands a bit more. David is retired. I remember that. I think he cashed out young. He yep. must have done something big and cashed out early. So I think it's amazing that a guy that has money, that has free time, spends a lot of that time with his children. Yep. Like, it's fun to see stuff like that. It might seem innocuous. It's it might even seem better little, to but... see Sai say that he's a great father and she's inspired by watching him she's with his inspired. kids. She's jealous almost because she wished that she had him as a dad. Like, it's really, it's a beautiful it's thing. It's nice. It's touching. It shows how deep their relationship is. And again, we can't say this enough. That is a huge component to these shows. We talk about it all the time. Yes, it's nice to see them spend ridiculous money on stupid things that we can't even imagine doing. Love that. But it's also nice to humanize them. And this is one of the most genuine humanizing aspects of these shows is watching them with their husband, wife, significant other, what have you, and watching them actually have a deep connection and actually watching them work in accordance with each other. It's great. Yeah. And you see David, he's talking about the Jessel situation and we've taken this approach as well. When we try to sympathize and empathize with her, we are aware that she, I think that she's gone through a lot more in having these twins and She's mentioned in vitro multiple times. I think that the journey, and I'm, and understandably so, not that you and I will ever understand it, but understandably so, that had to be a tumultuous journey. It took three years for her to get pregnant. She finally did. It's somewhat taboo in her culture to get IVF. She hasn't even told her parents that she had IVF. Right. She had the twins. She's having a hard time bouncing back. Like That is all tragic. That's really difficult. She's dealing with a lot of shit. And no matter how much shit we give her, we do need to be aware of that. 
sympathetic to that. And David was a good reminder of that because he even says aside, look, she's been through a lot. Like she's been through a lot of shit. She's still juggling a lot of shit. Even while we're watching her like make outrageous decisions about <laughs> preschools and be an asshole to everybody on the show. She's doing that while raising twins. She is working. She is in a sexless marriage where they're trying to figure that out. Like, yeah, she does have a lot of balls up in the air, no pun intended. But I just, I'm curious where her storyline's going to go. Are we going to get the villain of this show? Is this going to be her and this is just her? And it's like, she's a great housewife. If she continues this, she's still fun TV. I know. And if I had to guess, I would imagine this is where we're going to set up her whole background story. Oh, we're going to get a lot of this. Okay. We're going to get her kind of. Now, look, I mean, Aaron has been the focal point for the offendee, if you will, for the most of this. Yeah. Where Sai is complaining about food. Jessel's complaining about the house. You get Jenna leaving early. You get Bryn not showing up. Like, Aaron has been the focal point for all of that. Jessel has been kind of mean to a lot of different people on this show, disrespectful to a lot of people on this show. That's a good way to put it. So, we're setting her up for. Okay, why is she doing this? What what makes her tick? What's going yeah, on? That's a good. And it arc. looks like scenes for next week are her sitting down with her mom to talk about her having her kids and you know kind of what she's been doing since then and like how it's been affecting her life and how she had to do IVF to have the kids. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's going to be a really tough discussion. I think that based off of just that little clip that we saw with her sitting down with her mom, we're going to get a lot more on her backstory next week, and that is really good editing. It's really good producing to have us just organically move through and see where all these women came from. Because that is the goal, the number one goal of season one. Yes, it's supposed to be fun. Yes, it's supposed to captivate an audience. But the main component is we need to know these women on a deeper level. We need to understand where they're coming from. And, and yeah. they're doing it really well, and they've done it well all season. So I think that Jessel's kind of like that last, the cherry on top, if you will. And we might, maybe after next episode, oh. we might feel a little bit different. Yeah, if they do that and they it. put us through the ringer like that, I'm going to be really annoyed. It makes but. a lot of sense that they drag it, drag it, drag it. Yes. So now you get to the point with Jess where you're like, oh my God, like ripping your hair out. And then they're like, but here's why. And maybe I'm giving a little bit more credit than credit's due, but we'll find out next but that, week. That. That's the interesting part because if she just continues this warpath, then it's also good for TV. So yeah. I don't hate either it way. either way, but I'm curious. That's actually, that would be a very intelligent arc, character arc it would for be. Bravo to put together. I, we'll see. But- Moving on from that, everybody's getting ready and preparing for the party. Aaron and Jessel are cool. Aaron says it. Jessel has said it. Jessel gave an all-encompassing apology, which even Bryn was like, maybe should be more specific earlier in the episode. But when we go to Aaron, like she accepted the apology. They're both just kind of ready to start with a clean slate, yep. which I think we all are. This is the issues that they have had are not multiple episode worthy fights. Which is awesome because those exact same issues have been multiple episode worthy fights in other franchises. Yeah. That has been our number one gripe for the last year. Shut up. No one cares. <laughs> Enough. We're actually seeing so far any little dumb like misunderstanding, snafu. snafu, whatever you want to call it, has been resolved rather quickly in this show. And... I hope that other people are noticing that. Maybe it's something that goes unnoticed when you don't watch it the way that we watch it. But it's really nice because we're not getting held up on dumb shit and we're progressing the story much faster than everything else because we're not getting stuck in the mud. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's refreshing. That's the best word to put. Yeah, it. I think it's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. But we're at the party. Let's go to the fits. Oh, we're going through the fits? Yeah, yeah. I know you want to be uh, like, yeah, let's go you want to be the fashion guy on the show. So I, I made a note to like, all right, let's talk fits. And I just wrote fits. So 
Who won the night? Who had the best fit? Aaron. Yeah, she, she, she also had a costume change, which, you know. But here's the thing. Usually when we get the costume change, I hate one of the two outfits. Both were great. Both were great. Both were on point. And the main thing, and I, I assume this is what she was going for, she was wearing, what, $2 million worth of diamonds? Thanks to Uba, who has COVID. Uba, thanks to the security guard that followed her around, which was, was a very funny moment. I love that guy I because love that he guy. was not that cool about being there. I no, think he, he was, was definitely like, not that cool. Yeah, yeah, no, but he was also you. cool enough to crack a joke in the moment <laughs> about how he hasn't lost anything since. I hope this isn't my first night. Like, that's great. I love that. But no, I, I think Aaron's outfit overall, she kind of built the outfit around the fact that she's going to have this much jewelry on, these many dripping. diamonds on, it's if dripping. you will. Dripping, exactly. So both outfits, I think, were great. Uh, I am going to put I'm gonna put Bryn towards the bottom. The Cruella Deville thing doesn't work for me. Oh, see, no, that can't. was the parent trap, like on. It point. was, it was the parent trap thing minus the hat, but still, I just didn't care for it. It's just okay. like the sunglasses inside, like grow up, dude. Well, she said she was high as balls. That's okay. I've never seen you wear sunglasses inside. I'm more of a sunglass inside guy. I don't wear. Sun- I'll do it. Never like- seen me wear sunglasses. Period. Yeah, like Oakley's. When's probably. the last time you saw me wearing sunglasses? I haven't. Year of high school. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a big sunglasses guy. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not actually. But no, I, I, she kind of bothered me a little bit this episode just because, and I know I'm going on a tangent off of the outfits, so I apologize if you were checking in for the outfits. Bryn goes from, I'm tired of dating, I'm single, I want to just grow old and just be in a marriage at some point. You cannot say that and then also say you're bored and you want to hit on every single guy at the party and then also say... It just, she doesn't add up. There's like something missing in between where she's just bouncing between two ends of the spectrum. But I think that's her. I think that we've heard that just with because her. Because her doesn't mean that I enjoy it. No, no, no. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying I think that we've been given enough info about her past as to why she ticks the way she does. Just because she yeah, shared it with her. us doesn't mean that she's going to change who she is. Like when she's uncomfortable in a room, that's what she does. When yeah. she is uncomfortable anywhere, like that's what she does. So it makes a lot of sense to me that she. Especially when she's bored, because she says that pretty quickly. Like, I'm bored as hell. So then she starts acting out. She I says, thought, when I'm bored, I complain. Yeah, she I said. I hate that. Yeah, not great. But I thought it was, and I know it's her shtick. At a certain point, you got to stop flirting with Abe. Abe, yes. Go flirt with her dad. Like, stop. That's funny. It wasn't, like, in the beginning, I was like, ha ha, the, the divorce thing was kind of funny, I guess. But she keeps going, and I'm like. Okay. Just one line. Yeah. Like, that's okay, it. Like a married guy whose anniversary party you're at currently yeah. with a friend of yours that's also on the show. Like, I don't know if that's more her trying to be like establishing her role on they this all show. Know her as the or if it's her or I'm just curious genuinely, like when Aaron watches that back, is I, I know she's not gonna be like, what the fuck? But well, Aaron finds like, out oh, about it and talks about it le- next week. So. She does? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, like, we I do think... get a conference or well, we get some sort of conversation from that. There should be a little one. Like, there hey, absolutely like, should lay be. off a little. Yeah, I guess you you're tell- joking, but lay off. But I think that's the point is Abe in the beginning took it as a joke. It was funny, whatever. You see and him get uncomfortable. going and he got uncomfortable. He did. And he didn't know if he should leave. He didn't know if he should walk away or stop her or do whatever. And he just uncomfortably laughs. And then finally he's like, all right, I, I got to go. I got to go do, you know, whatever. Anything and just else. leave. <laughs> Literally anything else. So at some point you have to know where that line is. And I think this is probably going to be a trend for Bryn moving forward, especially when it comes to married men, I guess. 
she's not going to know where that line is. As and she's going to pass it off as, oh, I'm Bryn. I'm joking. I'm flirting. This is what I do. Yeah, there's a, it's a respect thing, right? It's, it's, it's absolutely not so a respect much, thing. I don't think Aaron's going to be like, oh, you're actually trying to hook up with him. I think no. it just comes down to, hey, can you respect, one, respect the evening, two, respect my husband, and three, respect me. I just, I, and like, I do like Bryn. I just hope that when Aaron checks her on this, she hears it. I do too. And understands it. And understands And stops doing that, at least with Abe directly. But also, I really just don't want to see a confrontation where she says, I was joking, and just takes it that far. Yeah. Because we've seen other people on the show do that, Jessel. And it's just, it's not worth it. You know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in Bravo is the I'm joking defense. It doesn't make sense. It's never true. But let's keep moving. Cy gets there. Jenna gets there. Jenna squeezing Aaron's ass for 45 seconds before... What do you, I, did she think that's Abe? No idea. I think she knew it was Jenna. And you think like, she knew it was or Jenna? Or she knew it was one of her friends and just kind of like was engaged in a conversation. Okay. And just All right. I'm just, I was it like. It was still a funny moment. No, it was. And like, I love that Jenna got awkward and didn't know what to do and just was like, I just got to keep squeezing, I guess, <laughs> so that she knows that it's me and I yeah. was kidding. But she keeps squeezing around. She finally turns around. When Cy gets there, David's not showing up. I thought this was, a, and this is just Cy. And I've learned that and I'm okay with it now. She's like, David's not coming. And by the way, he was pretty stoked that he didn't have to come to your stupid party. Yeah, I was okay with that, too. I thought, I yeah, I didn't, at this point, had I heard that episode two or three, I'd be like, that's kind of fucked up. But now knowing Cy. And also knowing David, because David, knowing David, the way that he was talking about that, oh, yeah, it's semi-black tie. Can I wear a tracksuit? Can I do this? And like he was actively sure. trying to avoid going to this party yeah. at all costs so as soon as anything popped up he's like ah, i'll stay home ah, i got the kids ah, one of the kids is sick ah, i gotta stay home bummer but we got a meredith marks appearance yep and brooks was there i was shocked to see meredith she looked great i'm so i'm getting excited there? is it brooks's brooks's fashion line is that what it is i think is the connection there that makes a lot of sense because they're I, I know that they've been going to new york a lot more I and think brooks his has been fashion doing line that. is doing decent it's doing really yeah, well and right? i think especially amongst the bravo community it's definitely doing really we well we should get some brooks stuff we should absolutely get some yeah brooks we should get some brooks stuff. Stuff. What was that uh we got a hand sanitizer last year was oh the wolf um that no that's uh lisa barlow's son's company okay, i knew fresh it was for wolf. salt lake fresh yeah, wolf. yeah yeah okay fresh wolf yeah i have it on my uh i know i see it all the time um yeah, shout out Brooks. Send us some stuff. Yeah, we would love to wear, wear some stuff. A full track Didn't suit. he have the one that just says, like, it's a tracksuit, but the lines on the suit say Brooks? Yeah. Give me that one. Steel will give it to his brother, whose name is also I know. Brooks. Yeah. All right. So, if Brooks, if you hear this, my brother's name is Brooks. I will wear it, and then I'll send it to Brooks. So, make it happen. But we learned that Jenna is single after dating a woman, I guess, on and off for a year and a half. That's what she's We're not alluded really to. Sure. She just she's... said a year and a half, but it sounded like a year, uh, yeah. a little on and off. But we hear that it didn't work out, so she's kind of on on the hunt again a little bit. She asks about a man that was there, and who knows what we're going to see. We could see Jenna date a woman, Jenna date a man, like whatever her prerogative is, but I'm excited to see single Jenna. But it was a little interesting just because a couple of weeks ago we had the discussion of what exactly was Jenna trying to accomplish by not talking about her significant other, her girlfriends. At the time when they were up in the Hamptons, she didn't want to talk about her. She didn't want to bring her out. And we had a discussion about, well, maybe it's for the show. Maybe this other woman doesn't really want to be in the spotlight. Maybe she was in a similar situation as Jenna was a couple of years ago. We don't really know the details, so we can't really dig too far into it. Here we find out that it seems like Jenna's trying to suppress her away from the spotlight. And she did not want to be away from the spotlight. She wanted to be out in public with Jenna, and Jenna wasn't comfortable with that. 
So it is really a weird dynamic to kind of read into because we didn't know which way we were going, but we thought we were right. Well, the other part of that is she says that it's been done for a few weeks. Yeah. So uh, depending on the timeline, when maybe she they were the like maybe it was ending. rocky. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the one glimmer that we get out of this is we see Jenna really open up. And I'm excited to see if we can have Jenna be more open overall. Like, she shared a lot of stuff with us, yeah, but when it comes to her actual active personal life, we don't get as much. And no, we don't. this is that doorway into it, I, I'm into it. I, I'm, I'm also into it. And I like that not only are we into it, but both Cy and Jessel had said on different occasions, they're into it. If Jenna's going to open up a little bit more and this is the Jenna that we're going to get moving forward, I want to see more of this Jenna. If your castmates want to see more of that, then that's a good sign. Yeah. I just hope they go about it the right way because we've seen these women be very brash when it comes to things, especially with like Jessel's sex life. And it gets kind of annoying and it definitely shuts down that person that they're trying to get to come out and start talking about things. Well, you don't see that with Jenna and you immediately see it differently because Jessel is 100% empathetic. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen her go, Jenna, are you okay? How are you feeling? And I was like, who the fuck are you? Where did that come from? So we're seeing a term. I don't think so. I think again, (laughs) it's the Jenna Lyons effect, which is similar to the Diana Jenkins effect. That's what I call it always. I think that she is. She has that presence. She has that aura. She is Jenna Lyons. I think that no matter what, the group is going to want to be in her favor. Yeah, I agree. But moving on, we uh we get the speeches, and here's a public service announcement to anybody having a wedding, anybody having a party, anybody having an anniversary party. You get one speech. Let them know. You get one speech, maybe two. At the most, it's two. And here's the third caveat to this: make sure. It is somebody that is great at speaking, does not need to look at their phone, can do it and be present with the audience and look at the crowd. You need to have a good speaker because here's what I'm going to tell you, and it might sting to hear it. Nobody gives a fuck. Not Not one person in the room. person cares. You know what also sucks? You do the speeches before the food is served at most weddings. Everybody just wants to eat. That's it. We've been boozing for hours. Just give me some fucking food. Keep the speeches short. To the point, show some respect to the people who are there, show some respect to the families, and get the hell on. Yep. Just, this isn't your moment, this is their moment. Move on. I understand because they didn't really have like the traditional wedding, so it seems like they wanted the whole speech thing going on. How many weddings have you been to with five speeches that you enjoyed all of them? None. Zero. In this moment, if this was just an anniversary party... Aaron and Abe, go ahead, do a little speech. Fine. This is your moment. You pay for this fucking no, dinner. No. No, you don't even want their speeches? Do your fucking vows. That was their vows. I know. Do your vows. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do, your, do your vows up there. That's great and everything. Maybe you have one person in the beginning that just kind of introduces you up there, but that's it. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Great. Here's some fucking vows. Here you go. Done with. They don't want to hear you about how not... Tim got arrested for his fake ID. Because he had a fake ID. Like, nobody cares. And also... What the fuck was up Aaron's sister's ass? How in the world? Like, did you just want to get on camera? Like, is that what it was, Kelly? You just have to pop up and get on fucking camera? Is her name actually Kelly? Yeah, it's Kelly. And it drove me insane. Like, shut up. Nobody cares about you. You went over to the women that were on camera so that you could tell them to quiet down. It's disrespectful. Like, no, it's not. This is disrespectful. This speech up here that's been going on for eight minutes for fucking Tim and his goddamn lost ID and he got to get a fake ID. I don't care. It's stupid. We're hungry back here. Please end these speeches. When they're talking, yeah, we're not going to say anything, but I don't care about this guy. 
And Kelly, go away. Yeah, Kelly, enough. Buzz off. Even the mom tries to come over and. Uh, no, 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 no. I think the mom actually got. Uh, I she got kind of astray there because they were mad at Kelly. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. The mom tried to. Oh talk yeah, to yeah, her. yeah. The mom yeah. was just like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Like she was trying to. And they were like, "We can't talk to you." And she was like, "No, no, we just which got was trouble. funny. It was really funny, but no. The, and then I felt bad for the mom. I did too because she was actually just trying was, to have like, a conversation. turning back around, like smiling, like what just happened? But in the moment, you look behind our our crew. Everybody is doing that thing yep. where they they're side talking, and that's what happens when you have long repetitive multiple speeches mm -hmm. you're gonna lose the audience and that's exactly what happened so you cannot fault this crew for talking and she even comes over and goes you guys are arguing and that to me says that it was like predetermined yes she was coming over there no matter what because they weren't even arguing nope. they were just chit-chatting you came over to insert yourself they were chit-chatting and laughing about how long the speeches were going on because it was long yeah what do you want still to talking do talking about it Sit there quietly, for no. like, collect my thoughts for five minutes. No. I don't want to collect my thoughts. But we finally get to the vows, and I actually appreciated that Aaron shushed the crowd. I thought that was a funny yeah, moment. Yeah, that's fine. That was very on brand. Yes, it's a very sure Aaron on brand moment. Aaron, yeah. Like that moment. Uh, her vows were fine. I thought that they were heartfelt. They were good. They were a little run of the mill, but it was, it was a sweet sentiment. I really liked Abe's vows. I thought they were similar, you know, run of the mill, but he just, I, between both of them, like they love each other, they yeah. really love each other. They're a great duo. I like seeing them together. People know that you know Aaron's not my favorite, but she's grown on me significantly, and her relationship with Abe has made me push her up the power rankings a lot. She's like three now for me. There you go. Yeah, wow. I like her a lot. And I think that what I was reading, you still as... have Jenna ahead of her. Oh yeah, Jenna's one. No to Jenna and the Lions but lover. Here's the thing. I think that what I was taking as her being rude, I think she's just short and straightforward. And mm -hmm. I can appreciate people like that. Once I get to know, like, oh, that's just how you tick, like, all right, I'm fine with that. Like she is the lady that's going to shush the crowd. That is Aaron, and that's okay. So I this scene to me, I, I just it was really nice. It was nice to see them. It's nice to see a couple that actually likes each other. You know what I mean? They actually care about each other. And that's not a lot of that going no, around. It's, just, it's cool to see. But here is my bone to pick. You had one earlier. Here's mine. I had no idea. She's a pescatarian. You only eat fish, fish, vegetables, whatever. You don't eat any of their meats. If you are a pescatarian, it is not up to other people to figure out what you eat. That is your job to make sure that you are fed before a party that might not have fish. Not every, fi part, not every fish serves party. Not every party serves fish. If you have a limited restricted diet, it is not the host's job to cater to you and your weird diet because you only eat fish. You don't know any party fishes? Like a party fish? Party fish. Yeah, shrimp. Uh, yeah, they like to party. Tuna. Yeah, they like to party too. Oh, I see what you're saying. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb. It's because you said it. That's dumb. You know what I meant? Like, it's a... <laughs> ugh, fuck you. That's... But for her to be up in arms about food all the time and then learning that she only eats fish... But that's the thing that we talked about even in the first or second episode whenever the Hell of Hamptons trip was. It's so long ago now. I have no idea. Uba also has dietary restrictions. You know what Uba did? Didn't complain. She just went and tried to get her own food. She went exactly. Go with her, Sai. Go get your own food. Like, but stop bitching about things. Sai does this... go to get her own food at the worst fucking time. I know. But this is... It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I fully agree with you. If you know that you're a pescatarian, you're not going to a wedding. You're not sitting... You know that you're not sitting down for dinner. You read the invitation that had 45 different sponsors on it. Whatever. You know that you're not sitting down and having a choice of fish or meat. 
that's not going to happen for you. So figure it out. And she says, yes, I went to my daughter's play or something, whatever rehearsal before, before that. Yeah. So maybe she had some time restrictions, whatever. But plan ahead of time. Bring a snack or something. Or just don't complain when they don't have stuff to fit your diet. Or here's a novel idea. Go over to Aaron and say, hey, you know what? I'm pretty wiped out. I'm actually really hungry. I'm going to stop and grab something to eat. But I just wanted to say goodbye. Don't just sneak out. No, Aaron's oh, Irish still going to be goodbye. Yeah, no, this, there are. Look, I love an Irish goodbye. Big fan of an Irish goodbye. Irish goodbyes general generally happen after like one a.m. If you've been like having a long night and everybody's just doing their own thing, you get the hell out of there. You see you later. You maybe you send a text on your way home. That's okay. But it was presumably like nine or ten p.m. I'm saying no later than ten. Probably no later than ten o'clock. I it's don't know. for an the actual event. Hours, That's so a good point. It's for an actual event that Erin put together to for her anniversary. Like she didn't have to invite you, but yeah, you're here. You are. Just be nice and respectful and say goodbye. Yeah, maybe Aaron's gonna be like, "Oh wow, you're leaving," and then maybe don't make it a thing about food. Because that's the other thing. Even if she said goodbye, she would have said, yeah, you know, I'm really hungry and you never feed me. Is probably what Cy would have said anyway. So she would have gotten half a point for being shitty. But at the same time, it's still better than what you did. Well, the thing is, if you say goodbye, you can come back from that. Yeah. She might, she's going to be mad that you left, but there's a bridge there. You can be like, look, I know I'm sorry, but like I was starving. I was at my daughter's recital, whatever. Can I make it up to you? Blah, blah, blah. There's room to to grow if you just bounce after complaining about Jenna bouncing from the Hamptons. Like I said, there's a precedent now. But you know what the other funny, really funny thing is? In an actual group of friends, maybe a couple of them would have your back and not spill the beans and say you were just complaining about food and that you were leaving to specifically go get food. No, they're all going to tell her. They're all going to tell Aaron because they're not a true group of friends. They're all trying to get like a little bit of a leg up on each other as the season progresses. We know that's going to happen. You have to know that's going to happen. This is all going to come down to how she reacts to Aaron, because now Aaron's got two fucking fires to put out next week between Bryn flirting with her fucking husband and for Bryn, way Bryn was too also long. complaining during the vows. Yeah. I didn't like that. I'm okay. I didn't I, like that. But that doesn't really matter. Maybe Aaron's mad about that now because she just watched it. But at the time, it's not really a big deal. Cy leaving is now going to overshadow pretty much everything. So now Aaron, after having a really nice party, is going to have to put out two fires with two of her friends on the show. That's going to be kind of annoying. Hopefully it settles quickly because I really don't want stupid things like this to drag along. But it's worth noting, you could just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. That's it. Just say goodbye. But and write a song about it. Just say goodbye before Get you get more go. into these party fishes. Uh, fishes that serve party is what you said. I'll tell you what a party fish is: a rock fish, rock lobster. Oh, rock lobster. <laughs> no. Rockfish. That actually would have been a really good answer if you had immediately said rock lobster to me in that moment. I would have stopped everything. Oh, well, maybe next time. How my brain works. Maybe next time. Let's go to the question portion of the show. And uh, we got a few. So let's dive right in. Up first from Ronnie Boy 22. How do you feel about newbies already being rumored to be added? I, I like that because it tells me that they are planning to continue this show. I don't like it at all. I think you need at least two seasons full of just these women. See what you have. There's a whole reason that you rebooted this show. You It was a strenuous process that you had to go through. You vetted these women for a reason. If you give up on them in the first season because of ratings or whatever the fuck else is going on, it just shows that you either, one, didn't do your due diligence, or two, you moved too quickly onto things, and it's not going to work out either way. 
let them grow. I like that, actually. I think mine was more so the fact that, okay, we're getting a season two if we're talking about newbies. Firmly agree, however, let's let this group grow. I think season three is when you change things up. Yep, there you go. From Felicity Biasi, do you think when Uba is around, they're all better people? Uba missing killed the party and the fun. She did. Yeah, I fully agree with that because I would have loved to have seen what Uba did if Kelly came over and said, can you guys stop talking? What are you guys arguing during all of this? Like Uba would have had a snarky joke to come back at. Would have been funny. Yeah, I agree. I do think that they are also better when she's there, for sure. I don't know if that's necessarily true, though. Not better people. I think they're better when Uba's there. Oh, the as show is better. Yeah. As, okay, yeah. yeah. From Emma Charles, who do you see staying on the show the longest? Out of all of them? Yeah. Jenna's not going to last that long. I just don't think that she has the social aspect. I say Aaron. Aaron makes the most sense. She's the most New York out of all of them. And she seems to have what it takes to go. Uba's going to move on to bigger and better things at some point, probably. Um, I'm going to say wildcard Psy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I think Aaron is probably the easiest answer, but I'm going to say Psy is a wild card. Okay. Okay. From Thursday Poems, do you hate Tamara for her podcast or for her on the show? Yes. And off the show and also off her podcast. Yes. Presumably. Yeah, I don't like her. I think she's a mean person. I think she's mean-spirited, and I think that she does everything for clout. Oh, I like this. From Lycy88, who would you swap out of the New York cast with Lindsay from Summer House? It's a little too early to say. I don't think you can take any of these ladies out yet. I think they're all doing their job so far. Um, I would I add know, her as a they friend all of. Bring like different dynamics to the show. I would add her as a friend of. Yeah, add her as a friend of. That's kind of a cop out answer, though. You're a cop out answer. I know I am. <laughs> True blue cop out answer. I'm gonna replace her with. Even though I just said that she would last longest, I'd replace her with Sai. Really? I think I think Jessel brings a weird dynamic to the show that's kind of needed. Oh, I like Jessel is, as far is as very what she does for the show. Out there and social. Jenna's inward. No, Aaron's, you need Sai. I don't think you need Sai. I think you need Sai. I think you need I think that Lindsay, hard-nosed. Well, like, then you know what? Actually, fine. Replace Jessel with Lindsay because they, they kind of bring the same sort of energy anyway. That would make the it most looks, sense, yeah. but I don't want to see Jessel go. No, no, not at all. I think you leave them all alone for now. Again, like we talked about. And the last one, and this is, this is going to hurt. From Moves by the Moon, are we putting ourselves through the Sixers this year? Yes. No. Yes, we are. I'm not. You know you are. Not going to do it. You know you are. Fucking dumpster fire. I, it is a dumpster fire, but you know that you're going to watch it. You know you're going to get invested. I, you know I, you're going to get a glimmer of hope. <laughs> I am probably, truthfully, I will probably check in fully to the sexers jesus the Sixers season way later than i usually do i think that's fair i I think think i really will not give a shit about them from october until like april that's what you say and they're going to come out as soon as football season's over i'm gonna be so furious about the Sixers. so yeah just and you know they're gonna cut because of that they're gonna come out hot they're gonna be the the super bowl this year we'll say it's the 11th later every year hopefully yeah i don't know it's probably gonna be my birthday next year so it'll ruin my fucking birthday too um why yeah. did it ruin your birthday? I'm just pessimistic about everything. We're in first place in the wild card. Can you fucking be positive a little bit? Oh, the Phillies. Yeah, that's different. That's I mean, just mean in general. Like, you just went from football to second Sixers place to everything. City. This took a weird turn. All of us. 
You see what you Except did? For the Sixers. The Sixers. You see what you did? Sixers moves by just, the moon. Sixers are probably going to be second place in like the draft lottery, which means they stink. Well, you just bummed me out to end the episode. <laughs> I was in a good mood. We were in the. We're I'm in getting the hungry. Studio. You haven't fed me. You're a pescatarian. There's no <laughs> fish here. <laughs> well, that's our first episode in the studio, bro. And uh, now I'm going to have to get a sign that says, Studi bro. Studi bro. Studi bro. I just, do you put a dash in there? Some bros in this house. There's some bros. Uh, that might have to be our new uh, intro. There's Could some be. bros in That's this That's the house. other thing. Our fucking intro to the goddamn show is the Phillies. Well, no, it's not really. It's Castellanos no, it's on Castellanos the Reds. it's Castellanos when he was on but the Reds. But still, it's Castellanos. What's the problem with that? We're in first place in the wild card. I'm bitching about the Phillies still. Why? Because they didn't invite us to their night. influencer oh, night. Oh, okay. They're playing right now. So let's let's end this so we can go watch them. Hopefully yep. win. And take another game on the Giants and Gabe Kapler, that wiener. Yeah. What a dork. Eat a fucking raw potato. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Gabe Kapler eats raw potatoes like apples. Yep. Confirmed. Corroborated. Disgusting. I also have another little tidbit about him that's also weird that I'll save for another date. Yeah. Another weird thing that he does. But let me just tell you, Gabe Kapler. Weirdo. Weird dude. Weird dude. But that does it for us at the uh, the Studi Bro, the Brav Bros. Uh, I'm lost. Oh, socials. Um, remember to follow us on all of our social media at Brav underscore bros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of subs from Zach after we did our live. So keep clicking that. And even if you don't watch a lot of YouTube, I don't know if you know how much it helps us. If you just click that subscribe button. So do us a favor, subscribe. I'm not even gonna tell you to do anything else. Just subscribe. Just do that. Just do yeah. that. Start there. Let's start you can small. Comment on things. You can set us some no, emails. No, no. Nope. You know. Just subscribe. That's all. But you got anything else? Nope. I'm out. We are out of here from the studio, bro. Bye-bye. Deuces. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.